He did it again. How many times did he do it? Um, I want to say five, and <laughs> I think he could have done it like five or six more times. So, <laughs> you know, that sounds rough. Good deck, good deck for wild. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get irrationally upset at decks that have like a very solid win condition. Um, this one's not as bad. Like, there's a Mecha Cthulhu card that is, if this is the only card on the board and you don't have any cards in your hand or in your deck and it dies, the other player loses. The end. Okay. So you can, like, basically the whole deck is just draw your entire deck, play it's, everything. Who cares what happens? Yeah. It, and then make sure this thing dies and mm -hmm. you win. Yep. I hate that deck. I hate playing against that deck. Um, this one is not as bad just because it's built around, like, I'm going to survive forever, mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a win condition. It's just like, a, I'm going to live forever and hope you die first condition. I don't know. Maybe it <laughs> is a win condition. It's a not lose condition. Yeah, it's a not lose condition, which I have less of an objection to for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah. think, I, I think the difference is that the other ones are a gimmick where it's like, I win this way and only this way. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He could have, the guy you played, he still could have lost in a variety of ways. For but, sure. But I, that's yeah. probably it. Yeah. He was very vulnerable to other types of decks, just not mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my deck is very much built on, I'm going to steal your cards and hope I can find something that kills you. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my deck was not very good here. Does It doesn't work against decks. Like, you can't kill something if you're stealing from it, and its thing is not dying. Correct. Yeah. Like, all the little cards that bounce this card back into your hand. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> Those were not useful to me at all. If I could have stolen the Amara, maybe it could have gotten interesting and it would have lasted for another hour, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Hearthstone. Good times, man. What a great game. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, I mean, the only reason I'm still playing it is because I'm not trying to play it competitively. I've, I'm, like, the last time I tried to climb the ladder in Hearthstone was I think I was playing Mech Mage. Back wow. in the mech expansion for Hearthstone. So that's how long ago that was. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, and I got up to like rank four or something and then was like, oh, that was fun. And I've never tried again. <laughs> just play it for fun. Just the, It's just, I don't know, the whole game's built around RNG. I just can't, I don't understand the people that sit there and they're like, I'm going to grind Hearthstone 16 hours a day and get really, really good and win the championship. And it's like, no. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much RNG that there is not a favorite to any Hearthstone competition that ever exists. And if mm. there is a favorite, the chances of them winning is like 1 in 17. Mm -hmm. It's just like everybody's playing the game perfectly. And they're playing the odds. And they're dealing with RNG as best they can. But the RNG is still the most important part of this game. Okay, mm -hmm. that's all. That's yep. my rant about Hearthstone. I love it, though. It's fun. You just have to embrace the RNG, which is what I've done. And now it's a fun game. Yep, it's... Uh Yep, definitely not a child's card game with an eSport around it. Yep. Definitely not. Nope. Yeah, nope. Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I stopped playing when they started introducing seasons, and they were just like, surprise, half your cards are useless. Oh, yeah, when they introduced the standard concept, standard uh, card concept. Yeah. 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 Um, At that point, I was like, I guess I'm never playing standard again. Wild <laughs> it is. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are certain decks that I just auto concede to. Like if somebody plays Kingsbane, mm. which is a rogue legendary weapon that has life steal, and its death rattle is when it dies, it goes back into your hand. Oh. With all the enchantments it ever got. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So if you don't kill a Kingsbane <clears throat> deck in the first like six turns, you just die. You start taking like fifteen damage to the face while it heals them for fifteen da- or health. Mm, mm. What's its durability? Uh, like three. Uh, okay. So yep, like, it's annoying. Yeah, it's a super super good card. Uh, so yeah, I'll just auto concede there. And if somebody plays a druid card of any, uh, not druid, sorry, jade, jade card of any kind, I'm like, I'm out. I can't compete because again, that's another deck where you have to beat it in the first like six or seven turns. And then you're dealing with twelve, twelve jade golems for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Just can't handle it. So I'm out. Yeah. I'd rather not play against you. And then they win. I'm sure they're happy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. hopefully they move up slightly on the ladder, and then you don't fight them again. Yeah. Exactly. It's the problem with the whole like resetting the ladder thing every once in a while is it, then people show up at the lower levels mm, temporarily uh, with great decks that are really trying hard with. And I'm like, well, where are my meme decks? I just want to play against meme decks. Yeah, I mean, you, in a free-to-play game where like people can buy and then just like net decks, you're always going to have people like, with good decks at low end. Yep, like, yep. Yeah. But there are fewer of them as the season goes along because they climb up. Yes. And I stay at, like, rank 20. It's great. Mm. Yeah. But speaking of competitive esports. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that whole Assembly Summer 2019 thing that happened? Assembly Summer. No. So it's Asus. Are you uh, about Asus Rog? Yeah. That I saw some of. Okay, I just want to point out that it was, I don't know, some interesting results is all. Mm. Uh, in that, basically, I don't know that everybody assumed that Cyril would come out on top here, but he did end up getting 3 2 by Stats in the semifinals. And mm-hmm. then Stats went on to beat Solar, another Zerg player, 4-2 to in the finals. Yes. Yes. I mean, still a really good showing from Cyril. Yeah. For sure. Uh, probably the most interesting Stats has done in a while. Um, oh, yeah. Stats is... I mean, is he back? Does this mean he's back? Uh, he's been away for a while, it feels like. If, if he does well in GSL versus the world, then he's back, I think. Okay. Deal. We'll yeah. make that the, the condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's official. So, yeah. here first. Looks good. I mean, uh, this is a problem with me not liking to watch Live StarCraft for games I'm going to cast later. Mm-hmm. Is, I don't know. I wish I could tell you whether these were games where stats just went like two base timing attacks all the time and just wrecked with that. Mm-hmm. Or if he'd found some way to handle late game Zerg where everybody feels like Zerg is super overpowered. I, I, I only saw the last 10 minutes of the fifth game between Serral and stats. And he, okay. was, he was handling late game Zerg. Okay. Well, there you go. Ish. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won. So, I mean, <laughs> well, consider no, to no. handle. Not handling-ish, like game-ish. It, huh? it, it wasn't like Broodlord and Festa, but it was it was like well into 20 minutes of a game. Right? Oh. Oh, what was Serral on? Uh, it was like Swarm Host and stuff. What? Okay. Well, yeah. never mind then. 
I mean, it was an interesting game. It was a good game. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm there. But I mean, what people complain about is like this whole Broodlord Infester, a million spore crawlers, kind of a thing with vipers in the mix. Anyway, right. That's why I said late game ish. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it was I get technically it. I the late the clarification. game, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what I've seen the complaints from Protoss is if you get to the late game, Protoss get, or Zerg gets on this composition, and Protoss has a really hard time dealing with it. Because mm. uh, carrier interceptors get wrecked by spore colonies, and they're so cheap, and there's a million of them everywhere, and then infestors are neural parasiting big stuff and taking them down, and infested Terran anti air is really good, and et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just like to know if stats actually won in a situation where Cyril was doing that. So maybe I'll have to do some research. Who knows? Perish just cost, just, the thought. Just, just cost the games. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if the replays are. Uh, they're they're out. They were VODs, out. VODs, VODs, VODs. Replay Re- pack. Look at Re- that. Replay was out like 20 minutes after the show ended. <laughs> Dang. Okay, that's pretty good. Why is the last modified date on these? Oh, I thought that said April. August 3rd. Boy, I am a good reader. That's me. All right, cool. Well, I will download this right now. And cool. in the past, you will see these popping up on my channel. <laughs> You've heard the origin of Falcon Casting, Asus Rog stuff. Yes. Congratulations, me. And you. It's a win for everyone, yeah. really. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. So, Saril, not unbeatable, as it turns out. There are ways to beat him. Stats, apparently capable of it. Mm-hmm. Surprised that it took Saril uh, five games to take down time. Although, I have noticed time improving a lot in the last year or so. He He's getting scary. The... He's just mm-hmm. always been very good at multitasking, very good at being like all over the place at the same time, which is what you want to be if you're Terran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's getting uh, better over time. Hey, no, uh, <laughs> not allowed. We don't have time for puns <laughs> on this show. No, we certainly do not. Mm. Anyway, Team Liquid has a write-up on this and says, Few would fault Cyril for losing to a player of stats caliber in the semifinals, but his earlier matches may have been cause for worry. Cyril began the group stage by dropping a map against the unranked Zhu Lang, a fellow Zerg player, and came dangerously close to losing 0-2 to two before he turned the series around. Hmm. So, I don't know. I always feel like ZVZ has been his worst matchup overall. I mean, Raynor did take him down in the ZVZs. It's true. But at uh, the same time, Cyril has recently taken... I mean, he took down Rogue and um, and Sue mm-hmm. at BlizzCon last year, so it's not like it's horrible either. Yeah, but BlizzCon last year is getting far enough away that yeah. it's an entirely different form for the player. True fact. Yep. It's almost like we shouldn't even compare compare BlizzCon to today at all. So Almost not. <laughs> but Almost not. Almost. But he is still... Yeah. I mean, round of four is nothing to cry about, really. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. And so. uh, what was the other event that was like a week ago um, where he came second to Reynor? Oh. Um, the, uh, Kiev? WCS Summer, I think? Yeah, Summer. That's what it was. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, it's winter now, so it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Um, no, it certainly doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah. so he's still up at like that end of the bracket. I don't think we need to be worried about uh, his like performance slipping just yet. No, definitely not. I mean, yeah. nobody can win everything. It's true. I don't think that's how that works. Too hard. StarCraft is too difficult of a game. The talent, uh, talent pool is just too big and too deep. So, mm-hmm. nope. Yep. 
Not going to happen. So next event, according to the Liquipedia, is GSL the Super Tournament. Super Tournament? They're having another Super yeah. Tournament before GSL vs. the World? According to... Well, it's WCS. You're right. Let's um, just have all of the links together here. Uh, GSL versus... Okay, so GSL versus the World is going to be August 15th. And then okay. Super Tournament is... Wait. Why is that? Where did GSL Super Tournament 1? Oh! I'm looking at that backwards. I'm stupid. So yeah, WCS Fall and then GSL Super Tournament 2 are going to be mm -hmm. in like the f in the fall. So... You are correct. GSL versus the world is our next our next big deal. Full. Should work. we? <laughs> it is. WCS we... autumn. Okay. Autumn, unless you're in the southern hemisphere, in which case it's not either of those things. <laughs> it's also not autumn. Yeah. Correct. You want to make some predictions? On what? Which one? On uh, oh, on GSL versus the world. Yes. Because we have our bracket set. It's ready to rock. I don't see the bracket somewhere. Got our first round matchups ready to go. I will send you a link. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just as I find it. Oh, that's usually how that works. Although this link looks easy to read. Cool. It's Team Liquid, yeah. Yeah, good call. Team Liquid for the win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they did a really good job, I think, in the first round of not doing mirror matchups. It's Dark and a Laser, yes. And then it's uh, Neeb and Showtime, yes. But the rest of it, PBZs, PBTs, TVZs, it's nice. Mm, I like good, good race distribution across the first round. Yes. Like, mirror matchups, you can avoid them in the later rounds sometimes. But, like, at least start us off with, like, fun matchups that people want to watch instead of mirror matchups. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so they did a great job with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, good matchups I'm looking forward to here. Obviously, Serral versus TY is going to be a ton of fun. Special versus Rainer, I'm interested in. Just because Special is a little bit of the old guard. He's been around for a while. He's had some really good victories under his belt. He, you know, he competes in GSL. He lives in Korea. And then Rainer is this kid who's seriously up and coming. I just want to see if Rainer is good enough to beat Special okay. in a series at this point in his career. Because that is a tall order. I, I'm definitely glad they're going, uh, like... The first round, like they're getting it, their match out of the way because their flags are so similar. I know I'm gonna get them confused <laughs> looking at them. So if they fight yeah. now, only one of those flags will move on, and that's what matters. The only red, white, and green flag left will be one of these players. You yeah, got exactly. It. Yep. So what are you looking forward to? Um, Cell versus Ty, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and then Maru and Stats. Yes, for sure, Maru. Like we need you to do amazing stuff, man. We've been a little disappointed in you the last little while here. You've had a break. Yep. Uh, for one season of GSL. It's time to come back. Yes. Yes. We need you. So so we need you to give Terran fans hope everywhere. Mm. Help me, Myru Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> You're my only hope. Except for TY. You're very special in fantasy. But we were talking about those. But, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Those guys. They exist, I guess. Oh, Fantasy's playing really well. Fantasy Classic's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be some good TVP. Mm. Mm -hmm. But uh, so how are we doing these predictions? Uh, let's just go ahead and each choose four players to get into the semifinal and then pick a winner of the whole thing. So we'll each choose five players, including the winner. Well, okay. four players. You know, yeah. So four players in total. Right, mm -hmm. so four from the semifinal, then choose one of those to win. 
Okay. And we'll go, we will do it draft style. And I'll write this down in a notepad that I'll find later. I promise. <laughs> okay. You don't want to just write it in the Discord chat? Like... Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do it both. We'll do both. How's that sound? It's a great <laughs> idea. All right. All right. Uh, you, I, you can go first. How about? Uh, no, you can go first. You want me to go first of one of the four players to make it to the semifinals? Yeah, you can go first. Are we okay, working I'll our way Sarah. down? The... I thought we were working our way down the matches. No. No, just whatever, whoever you want. And obviously, right, you want to make sure you're picking players where it makes sense based on the bracket. Mm. But I think that's what you're trying to get at. Mm. All right. Um, I'll go Maru. Maru's never let All me right. down before. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, I will take... Ooh. Take T.Y. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to directly contradict you. I'm going to take stats. It's all my own gameplay, because I'm definitely taking T.Y. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> T.Y.'s looking really good. Uh, he certainly he, is. He's casting, though, for GSL now. Oh. Uh, so. Well, that means he's going to get... Worse. He's not going to be as good of a player anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start broadcasting, your skill as a professional goes down. That's just how it works. It's true fact. Yep. I believe it's true. Right. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so let's see. Uh, it is from either side here, which is good. It is your third pick, and you haven't picked the only American player. Just gonna throw that That's out a, it's true. Should we look at the... Uh, Look at the WCS standings right now. Go for it. I'm going to check real quick because it's, what the, why are you so zoomed in? Sometimes Chrome's like, hey, you don't want this at 800%? No. <laughs> so Neeb mm. is third. Yeah, I'm seeing that. So it is Cyril, Rayner, and Neeb. Mm -hmm. And Sue is in the circuit standings in fourth. <laughs> what? And so is Stats. What? And Solar. Well, wait, hold on. But he, he's like stats and solar heroes up there, dear solar. They're all there, but they're not in um, the top eight. It's the only one I care no. about. Which actually, all the top eight players are currently in the uh, bracket for GSL, for versus, GSL the world. versus the world. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Makes I mean, sense. There should be some it's... consistency there. Well, yeah, but it's not the same when you look for the um, Korean side. No. Because, right, right. Because, because these are set by a popularity contest. All right, I am, oh man, who do I pick here? I want to pick one of Classic and Fantasy, because I like both those dudes. I like what they're doing. You definitely want Fantasy. Do I? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want Classic. <laughs> All right, well, in that case, sweet. Fantasy it is. You're going to take Classic. Nope, That's I'm easy. taking Raynal. Oh, all right. Rainer. <laughs> Tricked you out of taking the better option. Yeah, it's You've fine. Been played. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like Rainer, but man, specials TVZ is abjectly terrifying at times. Rainer and just won summer. What was the last thing special did? Um, I guess we could find out. Took ins uh, he ended up taking second place in WCS Spring just a couple months ago. Okay, that's good. So not bad. Not bad. I definitely right. didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I have Serral Stats Fantasy. I need one more, and it needs to be from the top. 
ideally from top the side. side. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense if I didn't do that. Well, it could work out though. It just doesn't give me good odds. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Gotta go dark. I'm liking dark. Hmm. I think dark's gonna be the laser fairly handily, and I think he can. Man, dark suit would be really hard, but I'm going dark. Hmm. Who will I got? I've forgotten. You have Maru, Ty, and Rainer. Hmm. Race trainer. <laughs> I have all four races represented. Wait, all three races represented <laughs> among my four picks. I, I mean, I can still get all three if I wanted. True. I just, I just don't think Neeb Showtime are going to do very well. Um, <laughs> uh, I am going to go with Sue. All right. If nothing Amazing. else, he's a solid second place pick. <laughs> he's almost guaranteed to make it to the semifinals. <laughs> almost guaranteed. <laughs> all right. There we go. Discord. All right. Notepad done. Save Sweet. as. GSLV oh, we still gotta still gotta pick our um, our winner from those four. Oh yeah. Well, it's okay. We can save this first. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure our top picks are probably who we're picking. You think so? Do you, do you not think Cyril's gonna beat the others? Do, let, me do, would his, you... let me look at his path. Okay. So he'd have to beat Hero Marine or Trap, which I think he can easily do, or and then possibly Special Rain or Classical Fantasy. In which case, probably Fantasy. Oh, uh, Classic, I think. I mean, Rainer just beat him. Mm -hmm. Like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay, it wasn't yesterday, but you know. Yeah. All right, I'm doing Cyril. All right. And you're going Maru? Uh, I am. Wow, okay. That is a lot of faith in a guy. <laughs> Look, if you're playing roulette and black comes up five times in a row, you have to bet red because eventually... Uh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. you, you have to stay on black, right? If it's been black five times in a row, it's going to stay... Oh, yeah, it's, that's how that it's works. definitely okay. one of those ways that I'm definitely not misremembering, right? If I just keep doubling down, right, eventually <laughs> I'll make my money back. That's how that works, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got it. That's how that works, gambling. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's okay. true that if, like, in, oh. I, think it, I think it's roulette, if you just keep doubling your bet, eventually, if you do win, you do make your money back because it's double or nothing, right? No, so, of course that's not how that works. Yeah, it is. If you double your bet and you lose, you lose everything. Like, you're no, done but, but at if that you, point. But if you keep doubling until you win, keep you win everything. What? If Once you, you put, double your bet and you lose, where do you get more money to double from? You don't use all your money. So what are you doubling? The amount that you put down last time. So if I put down one dollar and I lose it, I put down two. I make four and I win all my money back. If I lose that two, I put down uh, four and I make eight and I win all my money back. Or if I ah. lose all that, I put down eight and then I win sixteen and I would win all my money back. You just keep doubling hmm. your bet. Hmm. <laughs> because they especially like math theory. <laughs> because the payout on roulette is always double. <laughs> True. All right. I'll trust you on this one. 
You need to go to a casino and try this out. Uh, I report back. They're all really. <laughs> I, no. No? Okay. I don't like gambling. It's, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. like you have it figured out, though. Ah, I mean, I saw movies once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also watched Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what I was picturing in my head, but I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to out myself as an avid Ocean's Eleven fan. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven is a great movie. Why would you be embarrassed by that? Because I'm also a big fan of the uh, sequels. <laughs> Which I of think the I Ocean sequels? Yeah, 12 and 13. I actually really like those films, but I do think they're bad films. <laughs> yes, they are bad films. You were correct <laughs> on that one. Wow, okay, fair enough. I, Jeez, I am surprised. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, well, we'll keep that in mind. There's actually, did you see uh, XKCD had a uh, unpopular movie opinion challenge? Mm-hmm, which was to... Uh, Hating it was basically the premise was hating something other people like is easy, but liking something other people hate is hard. Yes. So basically, you are challenged to find something that has a bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, but you genuinely like, not in a, like a this is hilarious, it's so bad kind of a way, but like you actually enjoy it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Something you think so, is legitimately good. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I can't win this game. <laughs> I am such an absolute follower of rating systems that I oh. went through, man. I looked at stuff that was like, you know, rated okay, like a four star on IMDb or like just under 50% in Rotten Tomatoes. And like, no, 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 didn't like, nope, didn't like that one. All the movies that I like are acclaimed and liked by audiences. I am a sheep. So it has to be above 50, uh, below 50% audience score is what we're talking so, Rotten Tomatoes is weird because it has the audience score and the critic score, and sometimes they're entirely different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a, is it a meta score. What do they call it? I was looking at it the other day. So, Better. like, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you search like speed, because that's what came into my head, and it has a tomato meter rating of ninety four percent and an audience score of seventy six percent, which is way higher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Holy cow. Speed's a good movie. Like, it's a good action movie, but like usually critics are a lot harder on something that is just action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, this tomato meter number, which I don't know what it is. I don't know what it means. Okay. Does it mean critic score? Does I would have mean... thought I, I thought it I thought it would have, yeah. Yeah, me too. A percentage of approved tomato critics who have given this movie a positive review. Yeah, that's what it's Okay, good. Means. So that is critics. So it's critics versus audience. Got it. Yes. Yeah. So Speed is a horrible candidate for this game because <laughs> everybody likes it. So yeah, in this case, I think it would have to be something that is under 50% tomato meter and under 50% audience. Mm-hmm. Under both. Yep. Or if you go to IMDb, something that has like an under a five-star rating, which is what? harder what if it to doesn't search. doesn't have a review. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't have a review, you're probably safe in having that count. Well, yeah, okay, because I found something that I do enjoy, but okay. give, given the series' track record, I think it would probably trend down or up. I don't know. It's a Sword Art Online movie, which I enjoyed. Ah. Uh, it's got no audience score and no tomato meter score. So Yeah, I don't imagine anime movies really get picked up by Rotten Tomatoes all that much. Hmm. Maybe. Like if I search for My Hero Academia movie? It'll be on there. It'll be here. Uh, actually, it has a 100% tomato meter and 92% audience score. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Of course, there are literally six reviews for it, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what I could do is I could give Sword Art uh, Online Ordinal Scale a negative review. Uh, Whoa. Tanking its already non-existent score and then claim I like it. That would do. Yep. You could totally game the system if you wanted. Mm-hmm. What's that movie with Sylvester Stallone where he's in cryo and they like teach him to knit while he's asleep? Demolition they Man. Teach... <laughs> Demolition <laughs> Man, I think, is have a better rating than you think. Uh, 61 and 66, sir. Yeah. Yeah, slightly better than I thought it would. <laughs> but I really like that movie. That's what I was thinking. Man, there are so many movies I don't even know exist here. Like, here's a movie called A Dog's Journey. It's got a 49% rating. <laughs> Must be good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Super great. Man. I mean, apart from the fact that people can be very dishonest and just say, yes, I did enjoy Hellboy 2019. That was a good movie. Um, yes. It still, has, it still amazingly still has an audience score of 54%. So. Whoa, that's better than I thought it would be for yeah. sure. The tomato meter is 17%, which is Woo. where I expected things to be. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was not good. A fun example is uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Because really? the audience rating got just absolutely brigaded and tanked into the ground, and the critics all love it. Hmm. Here, let me see if I can find the numbers. Yeah, it's a 91% critics and a 44% audience. <laughs> 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 that is a huge discrepancy. Yeah, that's definitely a discrepancy. Yep. So yeah, like I said, I've tried. I've tried to find something that is not acclaimed in general that I enjoy. But man, everything I like is just everybody else likes it too. You just go with the pack. I guess. Well, I guess it makes sense because I will not watch something unless somebody I know is really into it and is like, hey, I love this. Check it out. Hmm. So I very rarely will just go into something totally blind with no expectations for it and see how I feel about it. I need someone else to convince me to watch it. Fair enough. That's generally. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to avoid bad movies. Yeah, really good. It's worked out so far. I can't find this movie on IMDb. Oh, no, Rotten Tomatoes. Movie called Air. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's got uh, Nolan Reedus in it. Hmm. I like that guy. Maybe I search for him. Air. Uh, 2005? 2015. Oh, what? It's not pulling this up. Oh, I never mind. It is. I'm blind. It's cool. Ooh, 17 and 24. I like this that is the movie. worst one yet. I like All that right, movie. That's your winner. That's your winner. Is it about a plane hijacking? Feels no. like a plane hijacking. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, global warming pushes humanity underground into cryostasis, except ah. for... Norman Reedus, like, they're all in, like, different bunkers, but they get woken up every six months to perform maintenance and to, like, check and to see if it's livable outside, and then stuff happens. It's a movie with two actors. That's literally it. <laughs> Dang. That's cool. Kind of mm. like it. So, are they just hoping, like, the Earth fixes itself? <laughs> yeah. Or... Yeah. <laughs> wow. They're, like, okay. Wait. They're, like, waiting for radiation to cool down or something. It's not global warming, I think, but it's something oh, like oh, environment. Oh. Okay. It's an environmental issue. Yeah. But something yeah. that can get fixed eventually. Or it's not just, like, well, we're boned. Yeah. yeah. It's something they expect to, like, dissipate and lessen over time. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's your winner. Error. Yep. I recommend I'm it. Think of something, like, I'm trying to think of something dumb that I've watched that I enjoyed anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Like I kind of enjoyed um, Cowboys and Aliens from 2011, <laughs> but like I don't know that I liked it. That one's got a 45 and a 43, so that would technically count. But mm-hmm. I mean, I went into this thing. I love Daniel Craig. I love Olivia Wilde. I love Harrison Ford. I'm down with like stupid ideas like Cowboys and Aliens. So hey. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't well done. It wasn't done well enough that I really enjoyed it. So it's close, but no cigar. Okay. That was a good try, though. Good try yeah. by me. You came close. I did. Ruined it by admitting that you didn't like the movie. Yeah. Should have just lied and been done with it. <laughs> I mean, uh, audience score 54, Sahara. Oh, so McConnell. close. Yeah, tomato meter 38%. <laughs> wow. Audience score? 54. Hmm. So then there's like World of Warcraft? The movie? Yeah. What do they call that? It's not World of Warcraft. It's just Warcraft. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that one has a 77% audience score. So, <laughs> nope. Like, I liked half of that movie. I enjoyed the orc side of it, but the human side was garbage and I hated it. Not so, I mean, I don't know. It's all fine. It's like... Yeah, I guess. It's 50% good. It's not bad. <laughs> I got another one. Hmm. Snake Eyes with... Um... Ooh, Nicolas Cage? <laughs> yeah. I've heard of this one. 40% for the tomatoes, 35% audience score. Man, you're good at this. <laughs> I, I like bad things. <laughs> it is one of the greatest like movie posters of all time. Where's this Nick Cage with a huge collar with flowers on it, just like staring into your soul. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> Very good. Brian De Palma directs. That's amazing. Nicolas Cage plays Atlantic City homicide detective Rick Santoro. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think I need to like expand my horizons a little bit more and take chances on stuff. I need to be able to be like, that was a bad movie. But boy, I liked it for some reason. Uh, no, 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 I don't think you need to expand your horizons and try because you've oh. clearly watched bad movies. You just recognize that they're bad movies and like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm not That's going true. to invest in this. What you need to do is lower your bar and just enjoy something <laughs> for what it is. Like if something's silly, just roll with it. Like what you need yeah, to do no. is take lessons in like improv <laughs> and then just the ability to roll with something like that and have fun with it. I think you would benefit from. <laughs> so like Pacific Rim. Hmm? I mean, that's a so bad it's good thing, though. It's a fun movie. Like, watching robots punch kaiju is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, it's got a 72 and 77 rating. Like, mm-hmm. enough people are in the same boat that I am, where it's like, oh, the story's kind of stupid, but the acting's not great. But by golly, it's awesome to watch robots punch kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too many people agree with me on that. Yeah. It would be the perfect candidate, but the numbers are all wrong. I actually watched a really good, cool video about uh, about Pacific Rim. Okay. And uh, the guy who did the video made a real solid point of saying that Guillermo del Toro, who directed, loves kaiju movies. Mm-hmm. He loves Godzilla. He loves Mothra. He loves all of it. And there's just video of him like being in like in the museum where they have you know stuff dedicated to these movies in Japan and just looking like a kid in a candy store. Right. And so, yeah, the fact that he directed this and, like, put in his love for what this is, I think pushes it over the edge into good. Hmm. I think if there was, like, if it was just soulless and the person directing it didn't really like this at all, they just kind of, it's a job, right? Right. I don't think it would be as good. I think Del Toro's, like, sincere enthusiasm for this stuff made it way better than it otherwise would be. Yeah, uh... 
I think a good case of like the director not giving a crap is Battle Angel Alita or whatever it is. Oh yeah, out. Alita. Never saw that yeah. one. Which tomato meter sixty one, audience score ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. What? Which is about sixty points higher than what I thought it would be because I thought that looked bad. But me too. Apparently, James Cameron was originally set to direct. Originally, okay. and because he apparently fell in love with the uh, original manga and yeah. but then bailed because like it's even written by he's written by james cameron um he apparently bailed because he now wants to do more avatar stuff and he uh i can't remember what video i was watching but they claimed that he had over 500 pages of notes for the story and like Dang. filmmaking and stuff which he dumped on robert R- rodriguez and then just <laughs> left <laughs> He's like, here, have my notes. <laughs> Peace out, yo. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's so rough. That is so rough. And then Robert Rodriguez, like, even if he's a good director, and even if he likes the source material, he doesn't like it as much as James Cameron does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the audience has loved it, so hey. Maybe I'll give it a shot then. Maybe. I just, I've heard people say that you get used to the giant anime eyes eventually. But like every still I've ever seen for this freaks me the crap out. <laughs> like, what is this abomination? The protagonist in your film? What? There's not like any real eyes. She's a android. No, I get it. But it's Uncanny Valley stuff where she looks human enough, but then her eyes are like 40% bigger than they should be. And it's not great. But maybe it's supposed to be like an obvious tell, right? Maybe oh, they yeah. use that and like implement it in the story somehow. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's an accident or they did it for no reason, but I'm just saying it's Uncanny Valley and it's terrifying. Well, maybe they like use that the... terrifyingness. Like, maybe okay. it could be, could be well, good. You're not supposed to terrify the audience with your protagonist. That's not really how that works. Uh, I mean, maybe if they want to, right? If they want to. I don't think they're doing that here. Technically, I, would, I, I think that would uh, move them from protagonist to just main character, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's actually something I was thinking about. I watched the movie um, The Town the other day. Okay. I'd it's about these group, of, these group of dudes who are bank robbers in Boston. Okay. And, like, I listened to a podcast about it, and the guy on the podcast was like, look, this is how that wor- this works. The first characters you see on screen in a movie, you root for those characters. No matter what. That's how it works. So, yeah. Hmm. So, basically, you have these guys robbing a bank as the opening scene. And, like, they are bank robbers, man. They, like hit this guy in the face with a gun they're terrifying everybody mm-hmm. they're obviously bad dudes but you're like man i hope they get away <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah on that level i don't know they're the protagonist of the movie but they're definitely the main characters of the movie you know mm-hmm. so in that yeah. way i agree with you Fair so enough. i don't know alita hmm. Although, brr, brr, brr. since we're already there uh oh wow i just uh i remember someone telling me once that they legitimately enjoyed the last airbender movie what? <laughs> yeah, uh, which definitely counts at 5% and 30%. Because it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen half of it. <laughs> I couldn't see oh, it. Oh, I sat through <laughs> the whole stupid thing, and I, I have, I've rarely been as upset at a movie as I was at this one. <laughs> I think the problem, uh, the, well, I mean, last Airbender, we could go into like a whole episode for, but... Yes. <laughs> summarize the source material is 
uh, not a book, so it's like not like they took a manga and made it into a live action, which can right. be equally as bad. But it's it's the same medium, and it happens to be really really good. <laughs> so it sets a really high bar. Incredibly good. Yes. Yeah. And like in fairness, I don't know how you adapt four seasons of TV for a two hour movie. That seems they did. so hard to do. I mean, they did they did one season of TV. It's also not four. It's three. But okay, fine. It's three and it's one. It would have been more, I guess. So yeah. never mind then. Yeah. yeah. Still, three, uh, three, uh, one season of TV is like six hours, right? Yeah, I think they're legitimately twenty-two episodes, thirty minutes each, because it aired on Nickelodeon originally. Mm, it'd be about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can. In other news, you can't find Avatar: The Last Airbender streaming anywhere. <laughs> really? Because yeah, I think they're gearing up for a Blu-ray release. So they pulled it up from all the streaming services. It was on Netflix at one point. It was on Hulu at one point. And now they're gone. Huh. Okay. So like, we want people to buy the Blu-rays. They won't buy the Blu-rays if they just get it on Netflix. Probably a fair argument, actually, guys. Yeah, probably. But I have I purchased the digital license, so I can just download it. Because the Microsoft Store has all the things. Yes. I have, I have a hotkey on my uh, keyboard that just launches it instantly. <laughs> That's amazing. And not true. Also but not it true. would be super <laughs> great. <laughs> but I mean, I could do that. I'm not going to, but I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, easily. Oh, I should rewatch. I don't have time to rewatch anything. <laughs> yeah. So what actually, well, actually, I'm curious about how your playthrough of The Last of Us is going and if you've given up. I've not given up. Okay. But I haven't played in like four days. Okay. Yeah. So you got to the point where What's-Her-Face dies. Where you meet Bill. Yeah. Bill. Who's a lot of fun. Yeah. Bill who, is fun. Yeah, I got knocked upside down and I had to shoot guys upside down. That was annoying. That's such a memorable part, too. Yeah, I totally remember that. You're swinging yeah. around and you're upside down and, like, your controls are inverted and you're like, what? It's really yeah. scary. And then Ellie, who, like, 20 minutes ago stabbed a dude with a knife, can't cut through a rope with it. It's, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, ropes are tough. Some ropes are really strong. Sure. Stronger Some than knife. human flesh, anyway. Some knives are really sharp. Yeah, true fact. Maybe this one wasn't. You don't know. Leave Ellie sure. alone. <laughs> Look at you getting protective. Ellie is great. <laughs> Stand down, Dad Paladin. <laughs> yeah. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Do you remember me expressing this theory that a lot of games released? Yeah, we've talked about this, I'm sure. A lot of games released since like 2012 have been father figures with kid oh. figures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely yeah. realizing people want that kind of story type. Yeah. Like as a, there's a certain generation of gamers that are aging into that age who like mm -hmm. really identify with, for example, the God of War. But now he has a boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Dad of War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, when they're 13, they don't want to shuttle around a little kid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't resonate. But now they're, you know, 26, 27 and in a different stage in their lives. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I still feel like those games were popular to younger people, right? Yeah. Like I think, yeah, I think 13-year-olds would have played Dad of War because it's still a good action RPG at the end of it. That's true. Yeah. But maybe it just didn't, uh, I don't know, doesn't mean as much to them, maybe. Although, I don't know. I guess if they have dads, they can look at it from the other perspective. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just such good storytelling. It transcends all things. Yeah. Totally could be in a video game, which <laughs> I say, as I tell you to play Last of Us for the story elements. <laughs> I think games can be the best, like, uh, storytelling. That makes sense. They can be. They can be. Yeah. If you try hard enough. And there are developers that do it. Naughty Dog yeah. does a good job with it, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm struggling to come up with other game developers that do it consistently, but... Yeah, it's definitely possible. You just have to actually devote time to it and pay writers, which nobody wants to do anymore. Well, it's it's one thing to pay writers to make a good set story, right? Like, the narrative of the game has to be good, but it also has to blend mechanically with the player's yeah. interaction. If you just feel like a god and the player, like, your character is your little puppet and you tell it when to swing, it, no matter what, the story's not going to really connect because you feel outside. Like... Stuff sure. like the Stanley Parable is a great use of storytelling through mechanics. Yes. So you're right. You can't just write the greatest video game story of all time and then just walk away. Like, you absolutely have to make sure that everything else meshes with it totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and, which is why it's hard and they often fail because interactive is hard because yeah. everyone's doing yeah. You can't write a story with a pair of pants for a main character that everyone can fit and have it feel good. Right. Yeah. And then they say, look at the most successful franchises of all time are Call of Duty, mm-hmm. which it gets less and less campaign every year, and mm-hmm. FIFA, which is not about people at all. There's no <laughs> story there. So, I mean, I guess no. there are more storylines these days in the sports games, but I don't know that anybody plays them because, wow, the story is incredible. Uh, I think a lot of that is like... Uh, they love doing their own like management sims system, like their their team story as they manage the players through mm. the season. I think um, that kind of story is what compels players for FIFA, and the meat of a Call of Duty game is not the campaign. So, right. Anywho, Last of Us is great. Can't wait for Last of Us Two. Eventually, it'll come out. Eventually, 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 it will. yeah. So another TV news, I did start watch, or I did finish watching Steins Gate. Oh, yeah, yeah. How which, is it? Hot, dang, it's great. I love Steins Gate. It is on my list of, like, best animes that I've watched. Really enjoyed it. Oh, okay, cool. I just finished a show called Hyoka, and it's definitely up there for me. Okay, wait, what's this one? Hyoka. Hyoka. Have we talked about this on the pod, or is it a new one you found? Uh, I, I, I started watching it, like, a year ago and then stopped for some reason i got like four episodes in and put it down ah, and it's, okay. it's always just been in the back of my mind being like you meant to finish this you didn't stop because you didn't like it and then i finally got around to it so i may have mentioned it sometime in the last year but i don't think i've recommended How to watch it how do you spell it h-y-o-u-k-a Yoka. yeah um i i don't know if i'd recommend it to you because it's okay. it's a slice of life thing where mm-hmm. It's just about kids in high school. Yeah. Uh, but just it doing is... high school stuff. No zombies well, or anything. I mean, no zombies. They're not, not doing not high school stuff. It's that oh. amount of double negative. It's, it's definitely slice of life in that the main theme uh, is uh, about the emotional growth of the characters. Specifically okay. the main character. Um, but each... It, it's done... It's a mystery setting. So each, uh, f- like, four or five episodes will have, like, a little mini arc, uh, well, an arc, where they solve a mystery, and then you'll have a couple episodes where they solve 
like one episode mysteries and it's like the the main kid doesn't think he's special but he has this way of Sherlock Holmes in like he can piece together information like nobody else can sometimes okay but he doesn't yeah. believe in himself no he doesn't he, okay. he thinks he, he thinks he's just getting lucky each time yeah yeah that's fair which is amusing because he tries to prove it that he can come to a reasonable conclusion which is completely wrong uh one episode uh where he's like he's in high school and they're in their club and announcements like hey anyone shopping at this place we need you to come to the principal's office whatever something like that and he goes through about how he can to do certain things and he's like, but we'll never know because, you know, we don't know what, what, why that student was actually going to the office. And it's probably wrong. And then at the end of the episode, sure enough, he wakes up and he's reading the newspaper. And he's, he's, the story was in the paper and he got it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It's like a superpower where you don't think you have a superpower. Mm, kind of. So eventually he has to start getting some confidence though, right? Because like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. that's the that's part of the growth. It's not a, like an unconfident... Like he's not confident in himself. It's... Yeah. It, it's very much that he's kind of lazy. He, his... Yeah. Like the first episode is almost entirely devoted to him being like, my motto is if I don't have to do it, I'm not going to. But if I have to, I'm going to do it as quickly as possible. That sounds like one heck of a life... Uh, life mantra. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but it's like, first episode is like, his sister writes him a letter saying like, I really need you to join the Classic Lit Club at school. And then it's about like, the mysteries the Classic Lit Club solves and how he eventually begins to question himself on that motto. Yeah. Through his relationships with his friends. Yeah. It's good, but I don't know if I'd recommend it to you. Because you like punching things. Because I like what? You like it when things get punched, like One Punch Man and stuff like that and stabbings and Death Note. I just don't feel like slice of life is really your, especially a high school slice of life. Oh, then you will be very interested to hear what I have to say next. Okay. So, I've been watching a show called Dairy Girls, which is slice of life in Ireland in the 90s during the Troubles. And Mm. it is very much, here are some girls, they're friends, and they get, like, they hate the prefect at their school, and they... You know, hate being but, at a Catholic really strict school and they just want to mess around and they have to raise money for going to Paris for school. And it is very much slice of life. Isn't it also comedy? It was yeah, funny. it's also funny. So you're tweeting about it. I think comedy, like yeah. comedy as a separate, like separate thing to slice of life. Ah, okay. Like this, like Kyoker is not funny. It has funny moments because yeah. lots of things can be funny, but sure. it's not, it's not centered on the comedy. Whereas I, I feel like if is Dairy Girls centered on the comedy, like each scene feels like they're moving to get to the next joke, or does it feel like jokes come up in their life occasionally? Oh, uh, it's very much like we're going somewhere, and bam, here's the payoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the here's what's funny. Here's the scene that is funny because you just watched the last ten minutes of the show. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yep. And I'm trying to decide, like in my tweet, I said, I'm trying to decide if I would have liked it as much if there wasn't like copious amounts of Irish accents all over the place here because, man, accents are incredible. They sure are. Uh, Like, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine if the show was just set in like New Jersey or something in the 90s and everybody was American. Mm. I think I'd be less taken by it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's... I don't think it's a bad thing for shows to have a hook that they can capitalize on. And if yeah. 
uh, you know, Irish accents is one of them. Why not? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's part of it is like I can understand it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard other people say they can't. And I'm like, yeah, I have a smart brain. I couldn't understand <laughs> Irish accents. And other people are dumb. So I think there's this sense of accomplishment that comes from me watching this show, <laughs> which is so stupid. But it's part of the enjoyment for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, hang on. Did I catch that? I did catch it. Hooray. Even then, even then, there is still stuff that uh, I think is... Mm, pop culture references to like Ireland in 1994 that I'm just like I'm out <laughs> I have what? no idea I mean a lot of this is the teenagers are into American stuff mm, which okay. again yeah the Americanization of pop culture especially you know from the 1980s onward is a thing mm-hmm. but uh, they will reference stuff that is local to Ireland I'm just like I have no idea what you're talking about but I, think I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to either so mm, that's fine yeah, but- not knowing might be part of it. Yeah. Anyway, it's good and it's short. Look, the reason I started this is because it is six episode seasons of 22 minutes each and there are two seasons. So like, I'm mm-hmm. planning on hammering this out in like three days. We're right. going to something else. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sounds doable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what's been going on. Oh, I forgot to mention. I was going to bring this up earlier, but... Uh, I have a cat now. You have what? Yeah, a cat. What? Ah, hold, hold, hold on. Yeah, I know. A cat. Yes. <clears throat> Let me get this correct. You are the owner of a feline companion. Correct. A pet. Uh-huh. You. Yes. Do you still have the goldfish? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's interesting. I wonder how long that lasts. Uh, yeah, why? I'll let you know. Well, it's a combination of factors. Um, mm-hmm. So the kids have always wanted either a cat or a dog. Like, mm-hmm. my boy got really bored with the cat really fast. Or, sorry, with the fish really fast. Yeah, I figured. Uh, like, it got to the point where it was like, it's your turn to feed the fish. And Scott's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it can die. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> Cold-hearted. So he was out. Um <laughs> But, and so I was like, all right, man, if it's between a dog and a cat, cats are lower maintenance, but. Well, and, yeah, I and, mean, maybe. Yeah, in general. Like, sure, uh, there are exceptions, but the average cat. I would say it depends on whether or not you can have an outside dog, right? I think Utah probably oh. gets too cold to have a dog live outside at night. Um, Some nights, if, yeah. If it snows, probably. Yeah. Uh, because an outside dog, you can, like,. You can, if you don't decide you don't want to have a dog for the day, you can leave your dog outside and it'll be sad, but it'll, you know, out of sight, out of mind, a cat that's indoors, like the best you can do is close the door and it can scratch that. True. Yeah. True, true argument. But I, I still, overall, I think cats are probably a lower bar because you can come home and they might not want an owner. So you might not see them. They'll be under the couch or something. That is a true fact. Yeah. That was a big part of it. Uh, I'm going to ask for two things. Okay. The cat's name. Uh, the children named her Cinnamon. Cinnamon. She's like an orange and white coloring. That's the second question. I'd like a photo. Yeah, domestic short hair. Mm. Uh, I mean, I guess I could go get one. We'll wrap this up and I'll send you one. All right. Yep. So the other reason I signed off on this mm-hmm. is because I have a vole problem in my backyard. A what? 
A vole problem. They oh. are oversized mice that dig holes in your yard and eat your grass from beneath the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've yeah, never heard voles. of a vole. No. That's probably an American thing. <laughs> I, I search for voles and it gives me Volkswagens. What is this? Hmm. That's dumb. How do you how do you spell it? V O L E. Vole. Okay. Did not know about the E. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a small mouse. Yep. Fair enough. And it ruins your lawn. And I have tried poisons. I have hired people to set traps. I have tried like smoking them out with this poison smoke gas stuff. None of it works. So then the internet said, get a female cat and roll the dice and see if she likes hunting. Mm. So I was like, all right, done. I am desperate enough. And my kids want one anyway, so whatever. Here we go. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Yeah. Although that's what you're going to have lying on your doorstep is dead birds now, not dead voles. Correct. Birds for sure. <laughs> Are you getting like a cat flap installed? Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, she's indoor because she's only three months old. I'm not going to make her live outside at this point. You? <clears throat> you didn't get a cat. You got a hmm. kitten? You got I a kitten? She's a teenager. Three months mm. is like teenage, right? Yeah, I I mean, if it's I, my rule of thumb is if it's not a cat, it's a kitten. She's and not that adorable. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I haven't even seen this cat, and I beg to differ. Fair. Anyway, yeah, it's been interesting. I've had her for about twenty four hours, and um, so last night I did some casting. When I came out to go to bed, couldn't find her anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. we have a fairly big house. There are a lot of good hiding places. I looked, too. I was like, is she under this bed? Is she behind the washing machine? Where is she? Couldn't find her. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sure she's fine. So I went to bed. <laughs> and then 3 a.m., I hear this. <laughs> like, loud. It wakes me up. And she is next to my bed where my head is purring loudly. And I'm like, look, Cinnamon, we need to have a talk. You can be in here, but you can't do this. Why not? That's super cute. I can't sleep. I could not sleep with her revving her little engine constantly. (laughs) You'll get used to it. I don't know, man. I I cannot sleep with noise. How do you think your wife feels when you snore? Bad. I don't want to feel like that. (laughs) I mean, you'll get used to it. She did, apparently. Maybe. I don't know. I took cinnamon and I put her outside. Outside the room. Outside. No, no, no. Improper protocol. Mm. You, p- you put her at the foot of the bed. <laughs> and that doesn't She's do it, gonna... a pillow on the floor. <laughs> mm, maybe. Maybe I'll try that again. And then in the morning, couldn't find her again. Like, I went to leave for work, <laughs> and I was like, hey, sentiment. Nope. Nope. Gone. <laughs> missing. Dead, as far as I could tell. <laughs> How are the kids enjoying? Oh, cinnamon? they love her. They love her so much. And my youngest, six-year-old, can't understand why cinnamon is not a doll and cannot be played with as a doll, but... She's learning. She's got a couple scratches. Okay. Yeah. She'll learn. She'll figure it out. Uh, I, uh, interesting enough, the way that that will go is she'll learn that, that like, Cinnamon can't be played with like that, and Cinnamon will just learn that she is going to be played with like that, and will ease up <laughs> on it if it happens enough. Mm, maybe. <laughs> like, if you make, a, like, a effort to pick up and hold and, like... Make your cat malleable every day. Eventually, they can learn to like that. Yeah. One of my friends uh, did actually send me this link about doing that. Um, Talking about, uh, let's see, 
massaging your cat, moving the skin over the underlying body as far as it can go with mm-hmm. a loving touch. Move it back and forth in a circular motion. Do this. And this is how cats become accustomed to having people touch it. So yeah. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the cat uh, out the back of my house, um, mm. she's gotten way more friendly. Um, oh. I still can't pick her up, but she likes belly rubs. Oh, yeah, that's Which is really friendly. That's like super trust. Yeah, that's really weird for a cat. <laughs> like, normally yeah. they're like, you touch my belly, you get the paw, right? Yeah. Well, what I've seen is owners who are like, my cat totally loves belly rubs, except for the half a second where they don't, and then they claw me to death. Mm. Yeah. It's very strange. Cats. It is. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I get it. It's like the most vulnerable position they can be in. Like, if you present your belly to a predator, you die. Yeah. So, like, there's a huge amount of trust there, and there's just enough instinct where, like, this is really dangerous that it kicks in, and then they're like, Rah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they probably regret it immensely, and they have a huge amounts of guilt, but what do you do? Actually, I don't think cats can feel guilt, so. <laughs> do you I think mean, so? I know dogs can. Dogs know when they've done something wrong. Cats, cats can feel guilt, but I think they can optionally turn it off. <laughs> right? I think oh, they just have okay. better control of it, right? Like... They know when they've done something wrong, and they can feel bad, right? Yeah. But I just don't think they worry about it as much as dogs do. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. She's been fine. Um, I don't know. She uses a litter box. She eats. She hangs out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Getting a about spade. It. Already spade. Pre-spade. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Got all our vaccinations. I think we have to take her back for like a rabies shot in a couple of weeks. Cool. That's already good. paid for too. So it's really good. great, honestly. This organization's like, we'll sell you the cat for 95 bucks. That includes the spaying. It includes all the vaccinations and shots and a microchip and everything else. So hmm. it's cool. It's a good deal. Good. Very good. Yep. So, mm-hmm. cat. Meow. Meow. She likes biting my toes, which I'm like, <laughs> nope, not doing that. Gotta wear shoes. I know. I don't wear shoes. I, I know. <laughs> not a good combination i mean you uh, socks might be enough like if you can't see the toes that might be good enough it's like 98 degrees outside it's oh, 40 right. degrees right. celsius outside i forgot no, it's not socks. Winter. no <laughs> no in winter i will wear shoes and socks but it's not going to start getting cold for another couple months all right well you'll be used to it by then be used to not having toes anymore <laughs> <laughs> either you'll be used to it or she'll stop doing it yeah, one of those two things. Bruh. That's good. Just wait till she like wakes you up one night by vomiting on your pillow. Oh nope, nope, not not in my room. That's that's just how we're not doing things. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do my best. Just curious, <laughs> Mrs. Paladin. She's still she around or is she still out? You single dad in it still? Oh no, she's back. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I was wondering, uh, did you get a cat while she was gone? And she's going to come into a cat. <laughs> no, she's on board. She likes it. Okay, cool. Yeah. The thing that's been in the way of this has been me the whole time. Mm. Okay, you're the grump that doesn't like cute things. Correct. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up so I can go try to find the cat and get a picture to send you. I have no guarantees because, again, she could just be gone. Just wait till you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll send it to you then. Yeah. What the? Falcon should be asleep. Oh. 
right? You, actually, what you could do then is get me a video of just how loud this purr is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I'm half asleep. That'll go exceptionally well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, totally remember all of that. <laughs> yep, nothing could go wrong there. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up. We are over time. But yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Please consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. Also, there's a merch link in the show notes for stuff like hats and hoodies and t-shirts and whatnot, depending on where you are in the world. Hoodies make more sense than others. But until next time, as always, thanks for being here, and you take care of yourself. <laughs>